0: you have been warned you press play it's too late to stop get ready to podcast
1: hey there and welcome to another edition of biggest bad boys of podcasting and welcome to our three count I'm DJ Impact with got Sin City Steve here in Simon Street. We don't have Matt Michaels tonight. He is uh, on assignment with uh, FSW. If you ever listen to the DeFalco Fouls, you'll kind of know what's going on. And, uh, you know, he's at an event. First off, shout out to everyone who's watching us live right now. Just hang out with us this evening. Make sure you throw all your comments into the uh, chat box, YouTube Live, uh, Facebook Live, Twitch Live. We'd love to hear Whatever comments that you have. So, again, this is three count where we got three good topics uh, all planned out for you. And um, let's get right to it. It's time. Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. <laughs> count, count talk, baby. baby. All right. So, here's our first one, one. which is Vince McMahon booked. Royal Rumble Rumble's better than Triple H? <laughs> Twitter reacts as the first WWE Premium Live event of 2023, and this was from SportsGita.com. So let me just read a little bit of that uh, article. It said that, what do you think of the first WWE Premium Live event from 2023? Was it good or bad? Was it the greatest of all time or at the other end of the spectrum? Whether you loved it or hate it, the fact of the matter is that it features several great storyline, progressions, and returns setting the pace for Wrestlemania 39. The Royal Rumble matches vastly improved from the previous year's lackluster booking for sure, but there are some distractors for this year's extravaganza as well. Twitter exploded with reactions after the event, with one remark standing out from the West. This person said, Vince McMahon booked Royal Rumbles better than Triple H. Wow. Wow. But a few other tweets came through. Uh, another guy says, wasn't the worst, but was pretty uneventful. Where were you, homie? We were live at the watch party. <laughs> another person said, showcasing the main roster instead of pointling ones off was the correct decision. Someone also said, they didn't need surprises. They did waste some spots, yes, but this rumble furthered storylines. built Gunther as the main badass on the roster and had so much star power in the ring at once, it was fun watch. And another one said, the show was bad, but it wasn't really just a Triple H Rumble, was it? Vince McMahon was taken back over, and we don't know what he overruled and decided. But we all know Vince and Kennedy McMahon made plenty of creative decisions. All right, the story just continues. It says that a decent show requires the bare minimum of great openings and closing bouts, and in the case of Saturday Night's Big Events, it arguably had both. So the show kicked off with the Men's Royal Rumble for a change, with the returning Cody Rhodes picking up as a well-deserved victory. Despite this, the WWE Universe has been raving about the runner-up, Gunther. The ring general broke Rey Mysterio's record for the longest time spent in a single Royal Rumble. And the main event saw the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defeat Kevin Owens once and for all to retain both titles. But what happened after the contest is what fans will talk about for years to come. All right, let's move right over to you, Sin City. Steve, Vince McMahon booked Royal Rumbles better than Triple H. I'm confused. Were we watching something different? or yeah,
0: You know, uh, you know I, I, I think that I was watching a different show than these people. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't the absolute greatest night of professional wrestling that WWE has ever put out. But honestly, it's a step up from Royal Rumbles in the last several years, man. Um, yes, the, the musical performance was dog shit, wasn't needed, but whatever. The women's title match realistically had no business being there either. Um, yeah. But the, the fact is, you know, the right people won. The right, right people won the matches. Um, you had Cody Rhodes win the Men's Rumble. You had Rhea Ripley win the Women's Rumble. Those should have been your winners. Um, you had storyline progressions all over the place. You built up WrestleMania in in Hollywood. Okay, so yeah. you're going to have Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. That's going to be on the docket. You're gonna right. you're gonna have Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. Yep. Obviously, you're going to have the title matches that were set up as a result. I mean, there was a lot of shit that, that, you know, was either built or furthered as a result of this pay-per-view. Right. Uh, premium live event. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, dude, I, I think that, you know, hate watching is unfortunately such a thing. and people Well, let me also-
1: ask you this. Do you I'm think not- that – I was just going to say, do you think that – do you think these are true fans of WWE who watch no. it or do you think these are, like, people who – Converted over to like I'm AEW only, uh, or I'm an or whatever. I'm still Both sides and- are guilty of that shit. I mean, okay. there
0: there are people that hate watch AEW that are diehard WWE fans, and okay. they'll they'll do nothing but pick apart the product. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, not that we know of anybody that does that or anything, but elsewhere, <laughs> he's <the> um, <laughs> Realistically, I, yeah, it happens on both sides, man. Yeah. Like, if you like the show. Like the show. If you don't like the show, don't watch the show. You know, that's that's realistically the only way that is really going to make any difference to these companies. is right. If you want to see a change, yes, obviously you can be vocal about it, but they're going to tout their viewership numbers. They're going to tout their gate numbers. And that's yep. just the harsh reality of things now. So it is what it is. This show was fucking solid. Um, yeah, I, I don't... There were a couple of minor missteps, but these people are acting like it's the end of the fucking world, and it's nowhere near it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you're, you're right with that. And going back, and this is for you, Simon Street, just kind of looking at the guys, um, the person who wrote this uh, big book, Royal Rumble is better than Triple H. And I guess this was on uh, Twitter. Uh, he one of the pictures that says "Worst Rumble Ever," and it has three different pictures, six different pictures there. Below it says, "No surprises, no twist. It was the ro- uh, the worst Royal Rumble." Um, it, you know, everybody likes to play Booker, and I don't know what they would have done. So would Cody Rhodes not? He was going to come back to what? Loose? <laughs> I'm just like, well, what, what was the expectation for that? Uh, who was you expecting to win the women's? Uh, Royal rumble to go either against Charlotte or Bianca, like who in that ring that you saw that you, that we need to take to that level. We we was going to put, you are going to put Becky back in there, been there, done that. I mean, what, what would you have changed? (laughs) You know, what was you really expecting the tribal chief to, to lose against KO again? What happened after the show what happened that, after that match was more of the storytelling than the actual match itself so it's just it's confusing and i'm sorry i didn't mean to r- a ramble uh going back oh, to okay. you though uh Simon street what what is the what's the what do you, what do you think could be the reason why someone would think that this was a very bad or worse rumble ever well i mean
2: i think a lot of it too is probably um not having as many of the, um, I, I'm trying to find the perfect phrase for it, um, Cracker Jack uh, Royal Rumble entries. You know, that's one thing that sticks out in my mind. And I, I know a lot of people uh, that look forward to Royal Rumble just to see somebody pop through. And I know we had talked about on our wrestling talk, uh, you know, some of the entries that came through were notably tangible people who are full timers who are part of the roster on both male and female. Yeah, you had a couple of people here and there, but for the most part, almost damn near what, 98% of both entrants, Mm -hmm. right? We're all part of the main roster. And and, and so that might be one thing that deters some people. So if you go in and you really wanna see, oh my gosh, who are they gonna pull out of the the, the closet for the men, who are they? Oh my gosh, they have Sergeant Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter, you, you know, and that's okay. Because that is exciting, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. The one thing I think we're, we're, we're starting to see more with what's being done with WWE is congruent consistency. Things that are cohesive. You're taking opportunities upon pay-per-views and adding breadcrumbs and then following up on those breadcrumbs with storylines. Taking opportunities when they present themselves, Right. So I can see why a lot of people don't like that, and that's okay. Because, and I'll make an example real quick. You know, hypothetical, right? Uh, hypothetically, say, okay, Impact. You love Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling is great in my mind because they don't take themselves seriously. They'll come up with any freaking thing, but it works for them, right? And yeah. that seems to be more what you like. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I see there's a lot of wrestling fans that have this tribalism. I'll call it tribalism. They want to pick a side and that's their banner and they're waving their flag and everything. Do you see what I'm saying? So someone that may be like a U Impact that likes the suspended reality and doesn't mind your intelligence being assault a little bit. You see what I'm saying? But you like it. Keyword, you like it. Sin City, Steve, likes more of the element and correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, if I mischaracterized your wrestling uh, fandom. uh, Sin City likes more of the, a little bit of traditional, uh, you know, wrestling, right, uh, has a respect for, you know, tag teams, has a respect for the different divisions and whatnot, and really likes a lot of that, almost like an elevated indie feel, right? Let's take it seriously. And there's some people at AW put their flag up, and that's all they freaking want. The problem is, is where our society, particularly what we're talking about, wrestling fans have gotten. People are putting their opinions, and that's fine, especially in this great, 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 great country of the USA. But it's funny because you actually bring the sport that is elevating, you don't even realize it. People are tar- starting to take wrestling seriously as an avenue of entertainment, as a means of, of, of more versatility, of getting newcomers to come in. We didn't even really talk about it. And I'll just point it out there real quick um, uh, Roman Reigns going on Jimmy Fallon. That whole segment he used storylines in a in, in a late night show. Do you see my point? And everybody was cool that consumed it, whether you watched wrestling, you didn't. So what I will say, answering your question, I think that's some of those things of why people get on there. It's more to do with they want to sit there and say AEW is the best or WWE is the best or I like this or I like that. But let's look at the whole, man. Wrestling has come a long ass way, even to the point to where regular sports look at what we consume as competition. It used to be the other way around where we were getting shift and pivoted and moved Anytime some playoffs were coming. Now it's almost getting to the point in that maybe the next five years, we might not always get that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's hopefully I kind of answered the best way I possibly could. Well, you
1: know, it's just, it's just, it's always, everyone of course has their opinion and, and, Not everyone needs to say that, hey, it was the best show, the greatest show they ever seen. I get that. But I also confused when you want to throw out there that Vince McMahon, you know, first off, uh, you know, Vince McMahon has, has been doing this for a very long time. And just because somebody do something for a very long time, that also doesn't mean that they're still as great as doing what they were doing 30, 40 years ago. You can lose that touch. And I think many of us kind of believe that's where Vince was at in many parts of his booking at WWE as, as, as where he's at in his stage in life right now. So I mean, and it's interesting. We praise triple H for what we've seen, what he've done in NXT. We've praised from what we've seen him do with his small uh, being in charge f- with raw and um and smackdown to the creative side of 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 this and we've been enjoying that as well he now had his first big live premium event and i can't look at that and go wow he actually did a horrible job because it was quite entertaining throughout the show yes you, you like you say you can look at different missteps of the show but it happens you know those missed ups wasn't enough to make you go, God, what is that? Was a waste of my four or five hours. I wish I can get back. Not gonna happen. All right, sorry about that, man. I uh, I'm supposed to be hosting, not uh, giving my own, no, dude. <laughs> don't apologize
0: we're, for that. shit. We're down
1: one man, it works. You well, that's me, true. <laughs> you,
0: yeah, man, don't 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 even trip about that. Give your opinions, man.
1: Yeah, man, no yeah. doubt. All right, let's go into number two, <laughs> Bailey doesn't want fans thinking women's wrestling is moving backwards after cage match was cut. And this was from fightful.com. All right. So this is how this reads. Bailey addresses her cage match being cut at WWE raw, uh, 30th edition and um, 30th year. And Bailey was scheduled to face Becky Lynch inside a steel cage. But the match never happened as Bailey, Dakota Kai and Eosky Sky attacked Lynch and later out before the bout started. Now, according to Fightful Select, the, tri- the trial of Sami Zayn segment went long, leading to matches and segments needed to be trimmed. The cage match was affected the most. And instead of doing a short match, WWE decided to do the attack angle instead. Now, speaking to. Ariel Hawani of BT Sports, Bailey was asked about what went down on Raw. Quote, I felt good. I honestly think it put our story in a whole different place. I think it did a lot for damage control. So I'm I'm super happy with it. End quote. Now, when asked if she was bombed about it, Bailey replied, quote, nope, not at all, end quote. Asked if she saw the fans were disappointed that the match was cut, Bailey said, well, I did, which was cool. They have our backs and stuff, but I don't want them to think that women's wrestling is moving backwards or that we're not seeing the same light as Roman Reigns or anybody like that. We're very appreciated backstage. We're treated super well, and we're part of a big conversation when it comes to big stories, big matches, big premium live events. We're in the conversations with that. So I don't want fans to get the wrong idea with what happened. It, it was just what happened happened. We're going to make the best of it. And they're going to see how it made everything so much bigger and better. end quote, so of course after WWE Raw 30, the, the Bella Twins Nikki and Brie Bella weren't happy with how the women were presented and honored. Speaking on the lack of homage that paid to women throughout the show, and you can find their full comments um, later on here. Um, so that's the end. Of, that's the end of that right there. Let me jump right over here. All right, guys, Bailey. She is uh, doesn't want fans to think women in wrestling is moving backwards after the after the cage match. It's um, it's interesting that she has to uh, have to say that because just like we just had in our previous story, <laughs> of course somebody already just started taking off and saying, "Oh my God, look what they're doing to women's wrestling!" Just because they have time restraints to things that come up. Uh, let me move over to you, Simon Street, because you, I know, are a fan of women wrestling, and uh, and um, I'm sure you may have something to say about this. You maybe even watch uh, Raw 30th. What was your take on uh, on what she said about this?
2: Well, first and foremost, if you kind of l- listen to it a little bit, the fact that they had to have time constraints, but still let there be let's call it an audible storyline, right? that gives credence to the fact of importance of women's wrestling in WWE. If you've been watching this product for a very, very long time, sometimes you wouldn't even get that. You wouldn't even get the announcer saying, well, we were regularly scheduled going to have a cage match between Bailey and Becky Lynch, but we're not going to have it. No, no, they wouldn't have done that. It would have been literally, we'd have been sitting there figuring out our our cable package. Did something get get skipped or something? Yeah. so first and foremost uh, yes women's wrestling has definitely moved forward to uh, really consider what do we want to chop and how do we want to do it and, and and even before the whole vince McMahon stink you start seeing that a little bit because money talks and women's wrestling is a money maker now and uh, it, it will be uh, a money maker in a foreseeable future Uh, Another thing that I want to say about this article is interesting because a lot of people are talking about the Bella Twins, and and I'm going to be a little bit firm on this. I appreciate every single woman in the past that has laced up some boots, and whether they were in mud wrestling, wrestling matches, panties and bras, um, if they were... Divas, or if they were women's wrestlers, whatever the case may be. But everybody, because you have women's wrestling evolving just like the men, but a little bit more evident because they came from almost obscurity, you're going to see people like the Bella Twins. And I'm not being mean like AJ Lee did back in the day saying what was sexually transmitted talent, but I am going to say in the sense of, that their time is past. They don't have no work for you because the landscape has changed. And it's no disrespect. That's not saying that uh, Nikki and Brie can't wrestle. They just can't wrestle at the level they're needed. I've been highly critical with um, Carmella. I had a great conversation with somebody that, that kind of was asking me my take on some of these rests. I said, well, it's really hard for me to see a Carmella go up against a Bianca Belair she's kicking like she's trying to kick a house spider no disrespect to her you've evolved you have the the product has evolved for women's wrestling so i think in the sense of you know i'm not sure and correct me if i'm wrong since city steve be you're better with this becky lynch was she already an announced as an entrant for the women's royal rumble or was she a surprise uh, yes. entrant okay yes. she was she was already announced I think what some people may be pissed about is some of the timing. So you have from Monday to Saturday. Ordinarily, this has been done in the past, but it's usually some weeks between the Rumble to where there was something scheduled planned. They get jumped by a faction. They're out. Right. And then they show up at the Rumble. So I think that's what people kind of get pissed off because when we watched Raw, yeah, Becky had to defend herself, but she didn't get her ass laid out by damage control. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So a little bit of that was kind of like, uh, I can see why some people were upset at that. But to finish this up, for me, I will say definitely that um, it, the fact that WWE creative or you know actually went with the storyline and it paid credence to the Rumble. If you remember the Rumble, you know they're obviously not done. Becky and Bailey aren't done, obviously. Do you see what I'm saying? Leave it. Yeah.
1: Got you. All right, Sin City, I mean, it clearly was stated, and I thought she did a very good job with, with, with stating, saying, look, um, we're, we're, we're appreciated backstage. Uh, we're treated super well. We are a part of the big conversation when it comes to big stories, big matches, and big premium live events. We're in that conversations with that. Um, and she clearly wanted to make sure that fans don't get the wrong idea uh, what was your take when you, when you were hearing that she had to clarify to, to, two fans to not think that they're about to somehow dumb down or they're not treating women wrestlers uh, as well, I guess, as their men talent, uh, <laughs> is on the show. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things. So obviously, when we recapped Raw 30, uh, I actually mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, it was kind of a bait and switch move with WWE promising this cage match between two rivals that hadn't really had any kind of major, major feuds. Um, And, you know, they got a lot of people excited for this match only for it to not happen. The thing that so many people get carried away with is if there's any little slight inconvenience in their life, suddenly it's, you know, (laughs) it's a major catastrophe. Right. And the, the fact is that if they would have gone ahead with the match, hypothetically, if they would have just gone ahead with the match, what result would people have been happier with the fact that the cage match would have only lasted about two to three minutes because that's what it would have been. Yeah. Or instead, they can build an angle and actually keep the feud going. Um, now who knows, maybe you do something at WrestleMania with these two women. Now you don't have to, to struggle to find a dance partner for Bailey or for Becky Lynch. Now you put that match, you know, if you want to do a cage match, great, do some sort of a, a major blow off type of a match on WrestleMania, make it on a big stage. Um, this type of shit happens, you know, it, it is live TV. And at the end of the day, I think that it's huge that somebody that was directly involved came out and said, Hey, no, you guys are looking at this completely in the wrong light. Um, because yeah, it it is easy to take a look at everything that's going on with WWE with Vince McMahon, muscling his way back into the fold and create and, you know, into the, the behind the scenes with everything that he's doing. Yeah. They can say that triple H is still running creative. Um, But at the end of the day, Vince McMahon being the majority stakeholder. Yeah. He's going to have at least some shred of a say in creative. Mm -hmm. So I can see how some people may, you know, jump to the conclusion that women's wrestling is regressing or whatever the case might be. Um, But no, that's, that's ridiculous, okay? Yeah. I can I can see some people getting that type of a viewpoint, but right here you have it directly from somebody involved with the specific match and angle that said that that is not what's happening and just sit down, shut the fuck up, stay tuned, and just enjoy the product.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, very well said. All right. Let's move over into our... Third count. Three. And this one is Triple H comments after NBA player gets fined for DX chop celebration. And this is from EW, uh, e Wrestling News, uh, com. So this is how it reads. WWE superstars have a tremendous influence across the globe due to the celebrity status. They enjoy courtesy of their accomplishments and fan following. While the mainstream media has helped establish certain superstars as pop culture icons, some legends are more than enough to make headlines in their home. Sports Illustrated reports that Philadelphia 76ers player Joel uh, Embiid has been fined by the NBA for doing the DX crotch shot this past Wednesday. Uh, He did the iconic gesture in the third quarter of his team. 137-133 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, The NBA announced a fine of $25,000 for, quote, making an obscene gesture on the playing court. (laughs) Now, while uh, Embiid was fined, he didn't actually receive a technical foul during the game. The taunt happened uh, after he had gotten a foul during a layup and scored the extra point after decorated basketball athlete Kevin Durant called the move trash. And while bed's wallet is now lighter, he seems to have gained a noteworthy and influential admirer. And Paul Triple H Levesque, the head of WWE creative, encouraged the power forward, suggesting he should do the DX crotch chop more often. <laughs> Triple H had wrote. Uh, curious at Joel Embiid, if you wrote a bigger check now, could you get a volume discount to cover the rest of the season?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and then you could keep... Uh, okay, and that's pretty much uh, that right You're there. not going to read right. the
2: hashtags?
1: Read the hashtags, man. The hashtags is cool. Uh, hashtag... Is that ill chipping? I'll chip in. I'll chip in. Oh, I'll chip in. Okay. And then hashtag suck it. <laughs> That, that, that's pretty <clears throat> hilarious, man. Um, okay, you know, and it's, fu- and, and it's funny how they uh, they started off this article saying that um, about the influence that the WWE superstars uh, have uh, across the globe with different celebrities. Because if if you watch the game, and again we record this on Sunday. But if you watch the game with the chiefs uh right after that uh one of the guys got on the mic i forget I forget his name but he had made the comment during the um while they were accepting their their um championship for the afc he had uh did a shout out over to the guys over at uh uh Philly and and pretty much used a a a rock uh one of the one one of the rock's uh, uh, words that he would say. Um, I'm trying to remember what he said, man, but I, I just remember listening to it going, oh shit. You know, he literally just <laughs> quoted one of the rock sayings. Uh but yeah, I mean we see it all the time, and um it happens. But this was your story, Simon Street. Mm-hmm. And what was your take seeing that this guy Joel is about to get signed, uh get fined 25 thousand dollars man for doing that
2: well let's be real here $25,000 ain't shit to him
1: (laughs) it's like y'all I don't want to lose 25 grand just for saying
2: you don't want to lose 25 grand but let's be real if y'all find my ass for every time I said fuck on the Vegas Bad Boys podcast and, and charge me let's just say $10 that would be almost the equivalent that ain't gonna be hard to like to cover it you get what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah. like like I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it sting a little, but it, it's like a bee sting to a big ass giant. It ain't that big, first and foremost. Secondly, uh, this shit is hilarious to me. Shout out to Paul Levesque for doing this shit. This is some GOAT ass shit. That's all I gotta say. This is some goat ass shit. You see somebody basically, you know, doing the nod to you and embiid if you don't know. Mr. Impact cuz I know you watch the NBA. He's not on Golden State. So, you know, uh he 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 is a big thing. He is for for uh, for all accountable reasons the top NBA star right now and probably for the foreseeable future. So, when you kind of have it and I watched back the video of the play cuz I didn't watch that particular game, you know, he did this and then you know I like it because we enjoy WWE so much. And for most of us, that's in our mid 30s or our 30s to 40s and 50s. Right. How much of y'all at your job then done something, whether it's a catchphrase, a hand gesture or something that's based the WWE? The shit is culture. You see what I'm saying? And it's in sports that double check shit. Come on. Getting WWE belts? Come on. How many of us wanted the Jaguars to possibly maybe win so they could get a WWE belt? Culture. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? This shit's everywhere. To the point to where if I say I've got two words for you and I just went into a Best Buy, I guarantee I'm going to have at least half of the damn Best Buy. At least for the ones i go to want to let me shout out to you they i'm gonna hear a couple of them say suck it guarantee how <laughs> many times of y'all guys have gone somewhere and had a shirt on like i walk around with acknowledge me and i have people look at and be like what's up or how many times you had your bullet club shirt on and somebody hit you with the too sweet that's why i wanted to show it because you know we know this shit, but it now it's becoming evident to where pretty soon man WWE culture is going to be the standard for any cool-ass catchphrase or persona that you need for the day. When your boss is getting nasty with your ass, and you just get done getting grilled and shit, and you close the door, you turn around the door, you suck it. It makes you feel good, and you can finish the rest of your shift, right? I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Sin City, though, I mean, listen. He might have a point that we've maybe all said it or done some of these gestures, but let's be real. Uh, you know, something else could be an HR issue. That um, <laughs> could be. Um, what's your take, though? When you, when you, when you saw that this uh, had happened, and Triple H responded, uh, was uh, was this a shaking your head type moment in terms of why the hell did he do this? Or maybe a shaking your head moment, going, "Boy, this is ridiculous, but funny as hell."
0: Uh, I I just thought that it was funny as hell. (laughs) I didn't think it was necessarily ridiculous at all. Um, But uh, the the fact is, like, this was genius for Triple H to do Mm -hmm. because, obviously, it gets people talking. Um, You know, you just look at the the engagement that this tweet alone got, and, you know, it's it's absolutely solid, not to mention the – the, the main tweet initially from sports illustrated, you oh, know? Yeah. So yeah. if nothing else, it's just putting over the business and yep. that's going to be, you know, I don't, I don't have a single bit of a problem. And the, the funny thing is he's been doing, I I've seen clips of this dude doing like the suck at taunts for quite a while now. So, I mean, this is not the first time. Right. This might be the first time that he's being fined for it. Um, but I mean there are plenty of uh plenty of GIFs out there and plenty of video clips on the internet of uh Joel Embiid uh, you know, telling people to suck it. And uh it you know, it it's awesome to see that this kind of stuff is back in the pop culture lexicon. It's just yeah. there are certain things that are timeless and that will always be around. And well, whether you like it or not, Telling people to suck it is evidently one of those things,
1: <laughs>
0: and getting fined twenty five thousand dollars.
1: Right. Well, you know, my thing is, if you're gonna, if he's been doing this for some time, had he been talked to, talked to about it? That they add a new rule in the guidelines to not do that. Like, why all of a sudden you're gonna <laughs> get hit with this fine when you know this is something that's been happening before? You know, if anything, at least give me a warning. You know.
2: You know exactly. why he really did it, though? You know why he really did it? Because Kevin Durant's a little bitch. <laughs> and he knew it would piss him off. Yeah, I said, I said it. I said it.
1: All right, y'all. Well, that is our three count. Thank you for hanging out with us, uh, with uh, with us, with this, um, this podcast. And it's been exciting. Just, uh, at least for me, getting back into the swing of things. Went through holiday, had all types of work engagements and (laughs) birthdays and just haven't been around. But um, I'm back, guys, and I'm excited. Uh, A lot of wrestling to get to. A lot of things going to be happening. Uh, We got, uh, if you're Vegas-based, we got Impact coming into town in February. We got WWE coming into town late March. I mean, a week before the big pay-per-view. So that could be very exciting um i know it's not announced but i I would assume AEW is going to be back here in may right so we got that so man this is just a a good time to be a fan definitely a great time if you live in the vegas area and um we got a lot of things we're going to be talking about so definitely keep it locked with us like you always do and we definitely appreciate you all right final thoughts i'm gonna go over to you simon street what you want to tell the folks out there
2: well everybody hey
1: man uh hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you so much
2: for supporting. And, uh, you know, always, you know, it's all good for what we do here. We have fun. We like to poke jazz at each other and other people in the sphere of the world. But, hey, we just having fun. It's entertainment. We don't take the shit seriously like that. You know what I mean? So if you're all about that hate and shit and that's really the hill you want to die on, do that (laughs) shit in isolation in your island of your own relevancy. Because the rest (laughs) of us, we trying to collab, level up. And make the money. Amen.
1: <laughs> no doubt, man. Uh, seriously, Steve.
2: All right. Thank you guys
0: for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Very special thank you and shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, RepSports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's RepSports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself
1: 15%. All right, good stuff. All right, with that, thank you, everybody. Hopefully next week we will should have uh, Matt Michaels back with us. Make sure you check the debacle Files out. You always will know what's going on with uh with FSW and that's um and that's always a good look when you can do that. All right. And until then we'll see you next week next time. Take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.